So anyway, that's why Rise of Skywalker is the best one. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it has all the Jedi. Well, yeah, movie, and all the Sith. Yeah. I mean, if, if you told me uh, 20 years ago that there was a movie where all the Jedi would fight all the Sith, yeah. I would have just creamed my pants and yeah, then it came it's, true. It's, it's the most fucking epic thing they could ever do. I know. Just it's... And, and it was so brave of them to make all of the Jedi and all the Sith be one person each. Uh, you know, just just consolidate all that power into one person. Well, otherwise it would just be visual noise, right? Like yeah. you don't you don't want all kinds of stuff actually going on. You would never be able to tell what's happening. Yeah, no, no. You gotta you gotta make it work in the movie medium. Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. <laughs> Audience. Eugene. And, and anyone else who is still listening to this show after, what, like six years of nonsense? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a, what a um, natural opening. Mm. Um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It was a decent idea. I think we yeah. pulled it off. Yeah. The... Yep, the, the the problem is that we're talking about it now, which means we failed. <laughs> so. mm. Yeah, well, I mean, and also we have, like, no other Star Wars things to say. Um, although I think the Ahsoka show comes out sometime this month. Oh, boy. Cannot yeah. wait for that one. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 live action Grand Admiral Thrawn, I'm kind of interested in that, especially because they got the same actor who voiced him in the cartoon to do the live action version. You so just want to fuck I, the alien. Should be cool. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll see how it goes. I do not care enough to look up what day it's coming out, if that tells you anything, you know. Which is it's kind of mind-boggling how little I care about Star Wars now when it used to be the most important thing. But it, it comes out... What's happened uh, to it? It comes out Ahsoka Tanamaro. Tanamaro? Yeah, it's like tomorrow except Tano. Um, um, I gotta look up now just to see. <laughs> I know it's it's August something. Um, I don't actually know when it comes August out. August 23rd. Just... No, so it, it's a few Tanamaro Moros from now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's sometime... Yeah, it's August 23rd that comes out. Uh, Spider-Verse, I think, comes to digital in a couple days, like, sometime next week. And then the DVD is first week of September. Um, Neat. Can't Flash... wait to not watch it until the new one comes out in three years. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna watch The Flash probably when that comes out on DVD Blu-ray, uh, unless it comes on HBO Max first. Um, that one is like the end of this month, I think. I don't know. Um, I will I watch did. The Flash when somebody forces me to. Mm. I guess I'll watch it first and see if I have to force you to watch it. Um, but I did watch, like, almost two weeks ago, uh, the new Transformers movie because I was watching Star Trek on Paramount+. Plus. And they're like, oh, by the way, the, the new Transformers movie's on here. And I'm like, I never really cared about Transformers, but sure, I'll watch it. Uh, and it was fine. It It's a competent action movie. Um, 
Is it is it more in the vein of the old Michael Bay movies or like the new Bumblebee movie? <laughs> I I haven't seen Bumblebee, but it's my understanding it's more in the vein of Bumblebee. Uh, it, okay. it wasn't as loud or obnoxious as the Bay movies. It, you know, the Transformers didn't have a ton of moving parts. You know, the, they just let them be robots. Also, I guess it's a sequel to Bumblebee because it's set in, like, the 80s, which I didn't really pick up on. and t- I, I should have noticed, but I didn't really notice till like, the end. And I'm like, why is there wood paneling and, like, an old boxy tube TV here? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I realized, oh, this has all been in the 80s this whole time. But you don't really notice because the Transformers are alien robots. So, yeah. Did you Um, know that in one of the Transformers movies, um, it turns out that the Transformers have been around for all of human history. (laughs) They have, have like, paintings and photos of, like, uh, samurai Transformers. Yeah, where, like, King Arthur mythos is all based on Transformers or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw that movie and all I remember of it was uh, Anthony Hopkins doing some really weird acting choices. Yeah, that sounds like something he would do. Yeah. I don't remember the movies at all. That's just, that's something that just comes up occasionally and I'm like, oh yeah. Yep. No, I'm, the new one, it's I get, it's called Rise of the Beasts, and it's kind of loosely Beast Wars. It's got Optimus Primal, the monkey Optimus Prime, who, at least they explain, he is named after Optimus Prime. It's, I don't know, his dad was like a big Optimus Prime fan, and so he named his son Optimus Primal. Uh, you know, as a pun, I guess. Um, so at least they're acknowledging that yes, there is another character whose name is a pun on your main character's name. I, I, I like I like the fact that in uh, in Transformers, like Prime is like a rank. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. So, so he he just named his kid like um, General, basically. Yeah. Well, generally. Because yeah. he added uh, to the <laughs> name. Yeah. <laughs> my name is my name is Matt Generally. Yeah. No, it's like, well, I liked General Lee so much that I named my son Generally Lee. Wait, wait, I have a I have a bit for you. Mm. My name is Matt Generally. Specifically, it's Matthew. Hmm. Yeah, like uh, sheep in the big city, general specific and private public. Yeah, yeah. General Lee outrageous. <sighs> Comedy. Hmm. Sheep. Puns. Yeah. Yeah, but. So yeah, so I saw Transformers. It was fine. <laughs> That's my full review of that. Nice. Um, ten out Secret of ten. Invasion concluded. I had stopped watching it after episode two, which I've talked about before, about just being sick of all this conspiracy bullshit. But I figured once the rest of the show came out, I would just binge the whole thing. So I did. Uh, Who was a scroll? Not great. Um. Okay. So let's see. Uh. So Maria Hill gets killed. She wasn't a scroll. She's apparently Ooh. just dead. 
Um, she never did anything. See, uh, what what's his name? Martin uh, Freeman, the uh, Everett Ross from from the Black Panther movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he appears in the first episode and is killed and revealed to be a scroll. Um, everyone who is replaced by a scroll, the scrolls have in the basement of their complex strapped to these machines that they use to extract their memories uh, and then just keep them all alive because that's how we get all these characters back afterward. Um, so he was, you know, he's released. Uh, I don't think they really get into how long he's been a scroll. Um, the other major person who was, you know, major, like, ex- previously existing character who was secretly a scroll for a while, uh, is Rhodey. Um, uh, so, Rhodey, so the one everybody guessed, like, eight yeah. years ago. Yeah, Rhodey is revealed to be a scroll when they take him out of the memory machine thing. He is still, uh, he's having trouble walking and he's wearing the, um, hospital gown that he was wearing from the end of Captain America's Civil War, so the implication is that sometime shortly after Civil War he was replaced, and that's how he healed up so fast, and uh, so I guess in um, Infinity War and Endgame and Falcon and the Cold Boy, um, his appearance in the... I mean, there's some debate on whether... It seems like Falcon and the Cold Boy, he was definitely a scroll. Infinity War Endgame, it's not entirely clear, because on the one hand, the gown and the walking seems to indicate that he was. Uh, on the other hand, if he ever bled in those two movies and it wasn't purple, then he wasn't a scroll, because scrolls explicitly bleed purple in this show. That's how you know someone's a scroll. They get shot and it's purple blood. So, Aren't you glad that um, that conversation he had with Sam uh, about mm. being black and Captain America in that show? He was having just... with a green alien man pretending to be a black man. <laughs> <laughs> and if Infinity War and Endgame he was a scroll, then he's coming back to a world where he's like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with my friend Tony. Oh, what? He's dead? And wait, what do you mean five years passed and oh, half God. the world was gone? Uh, yeah. What a what a fucking mess. Yeah, it's just a bunch <laughs> of dumb nonsense otherwise. Um, so it's revealed that Nick Fury, after the battle at the end of Endgame, had some... Well, pretty much since the 90s, he has had scrolls working for him undercover pretending to be humans and collecting information for him and doing jobs for him and stuff. Um, he had promised them in Captain Marvel that he would find them a new home. He took a look around, couldn't find anything, and concluded that the best place for them would be to stay on Earth, and he would try to find a way to uh, get Earth to accept them, but uh, Earthlings suck so much that he hasn't managed to do that, and he's, he's just kind of given up. Um, so I guess the scrolls are rightfully mad at him for breaking his promise while also using them as free labor. Um, but after the battle at the end of Endgame, he had his scrolls 
go and collect up DNA samples from everyone who was there. And he's got like a little vial containing like blood samples of all of the Avengers and Thanos and Thanos' minions. And um, the bad guy wants it so he can use it to become a super scroll with all the powers of all the superheroes. Um, and Nick Fury gives it to him, but kind of, you know, turn, he, it appears that the bad guy is having a conversation with Nick Fury. It turns out he's actually having a, or a, a conversation with Talos' daughter. Uh, Talos also dies in the show. Um, so oh, fun. Yep. So he. The, the he, one scroll people cared about. Yep. Yeah. He's dead. His daughter, uh, comes around back to the good guy's side and teams up with Nick Fury to go undercover as him to go confront the bad guy and so both of them get the super scroll stuff and they have a big super power slap fight until she kills him uh, so now she's the only super scroll with all the powers of all the superheroes um, but at the same time uh, the scrolls attempted to assassinate the American president and so the American president had basically like I don't know, like, outlawed scrolls, or... he He's, like, incur actively encouraging people, like, vigilante justice to go murder people who they think are scrolls. And there's, like, a montage of just, like, like regular citizens going around shooting people who are undercover scrolls, and it's kind of horrifying. Um, and so, Super Scroll Lady and any of, like, the remaining scrolls are now in the care of this other kind of like the UK's Nick Fury she's this lady who um, she's pretty fun she's like very casual about how horrible and violent she is but you know with that kind of Britishy, uh, you know like, oh, she's just gonna have a sip of tea and then shoot you in the head kind of thing um, yeah she's a Bond character yeah so the scrolls are all uh, having to hide out in the UK now, I guess, because America wants them dead, and that's going to maybe play into Thunderbolts, although, you know, the way this whole continuity goes now, it, pretty much everything they've established here will probably be thrown out the window by the next time we see any of them. So, I don't know. It's not a great show, but, uh, yeah, I watched it. Um, and that's my review. So, what is your number score out of ten? Um, three, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've not not great. I've I've heard that it's like the worst Marvel thing, almost ever. Um, uh, I mean, I'd probably watch it over Eternals. <laughs> what what I <high> praise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Probably only over Eternals, maybe. I, but at the same time, I mean, Eternals is dumb in ways that, uh, yeah, at least it wouldn't haunt me like Secret Invasion might. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah. I think at least Eternals was mostly its own thing, I guess. Mm. Yeah, Eternals didn't fuck anything else up in being stupid. Um. Yeah, so, so high praise, everybody go watch it. Subscribe to Disney Plus today. Yep. 
Um, I guess to get the topics only, I have to talk about out of the way before we talk about Disney movies and Starkid musicals that both of us watched. Um, Pikmin 4. Uh, I haven't played that yet. It's on my Christmas list. I, I've i played the other Pikmins and I like them okay, but I'm not excited enough to go out and buy it right now. Um, I kind of want to buy it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I went to a Renaissance fair last week. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, first time I'd gotten to dress as Lysa in uh, like three years. It was I, I like maybe after the pandemic started, I might have dressed up once, but I, I haven't really had reason to. So, so that was neat, especially because I was dressing up in a not LARP context, so I could wear like jewelry and stuff. Although it made me realize I didn't have enough rings because I wanted to wear some rings. So that was a lot. I bought like four or five rings there from like all the craft places. It was just, it, the fair was a lot of like craft tents and food tents. And then like some events, like we, I went with a couple guys that I play magic with and we uh, went to like a couple, uh, it was basically like stand up comedy and also fire juggling. Um, routines. We saw a couple of those, uh, and then, and then there was like a joust. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was neat. Um, I got some rings, I got a wooden snake, uh, I got these, uh, little... Is that a uh, euphemism? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. it, 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 it's actually, it's like a toy snake made of wood. Um, okay. And since I was dressed as a lice, I, I needed the snake because i saw it um yeah uh, i found a place that had these little pewter statues that are like hot glued onto rocks and gemstones and i bought this elephant one that i swear i have another one of somewhere that i bought back in the 90s because they've been using these same models for decades and just selling them at craft fairs like this um let's see Yep, yeah, that's everything I had for notes on that. Um, oh, also I got to wear a knife. So that was fun. So I have, like, cool. real knives, but I can't bring them anywhere because they're big fucking knives. But, yeah, every, you know, like, there was, I looked on their website and they're like, oh, yeah, you got to make sure it's piece-tied, so you, like, use, like, a zip-tie to keep it in there. And I didn't have any zip-ties. So first thing I did when I got in, it was ask, like, hey, wait, where do I get this piece-tied? And they're like, oh, you're fine. Because... It, it, it's in a sheath that has a strap on it and uh, everybody's got like swords and knives and stuff and they're like yeah you got a strap on there that's good enough you're not gonna be able to accidentally stab anybody with that so <laughs> sure yeah, I guess. you can stab somebody on purpose yeah, you have to intentionally draw it out <laughs> at which point every I guess it's you know like you go to a gun convention and everybody's got a gun so you're not gonna shoot anyone because you'll get shot immediately after so yeah we're just all you know, like a mutual non-aggression <laughs> pact of swords and knives you can whip it out but everybody else is gonna Mut- kill on you after <laughs> Mutually assured stabbing. Yeah. Yeah. No. The only sword fight that broke out was during the joust, and it was staged. Uh, I remember in high school, um, we went to a renaissance fair as like a field trip for something. I don't remember exactly. Um, uh, But they had the like foam sword fighting thing. Um, 
and I got hit in the balls, and it was kind of funny. Mm. That's my story. Yeah, there was at least one stand that had, like, foam LARP swords, but I know how to make those, so yeah. I didn't need to buy any. Yeah. Um, so anyway, should we move on to Disney movies? Um, what's your favorite Disney <laughs> Oh, okay. I I know what you're talking about, because it's the thing I'm doing. Um, yeah, your, your ongoing project that has a channel that probably everyone who listens to this podcast, hopefully, uh, is also on the Funky Shack server and Yay. has gone to media and clicked on threads and joined the thread to follow the discussion on if you're not i don't know how you're here Mm. yeah i mean i only post this show on the funky shack discord anymore although anyone who's signed up previously um can still get it it's you know being uploaded through podbean as always i guess somebody could just click a random podcast and listen to us talk about nothing for two hours hmm I mean, I was thinking more like someone who'd been around long enough that they remember when it was posted on the old forum, but isn't on the the current Discord. Yeah, that too. Um, anyway, Little Mermaid. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember what the first one we'd seen since last time was. Yeah, I, I stopped at... Um, Oliver and Company, because that's, oh, yeah. like, the line where the Disney Renaissance begins with The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Tiny Fish Lady. Yeah. Um, hey, guess what? It's really good. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know... <laughs> I don't exactly know what else to say because like we're getting to the point where it's the ones that everybody has seen right so Mm. there's not much interesting stuff to say about it anymore I feel like yeah Um, yeah I don't have any uh, oh hey the music's good the animation is a little weird Mm. Um, Ursula's pretty great Um, she has attitude that very few Disney villains have had before that. Mm. Like, who were the best Disney villains before um, Ursula? Like, uh, Cruella de Vil and Maleficent. Like they might, yeah, the evil stepmother. Right. Like, they might be the few that have had that much personality. Um, and like the Horn King's design is cool, but like he's not. Mm. cool himself you know yeah, i guess radigan oh yeah radigan definitely yeah um i'm scrolling back through the chat to see if there was anything we'd said about little mermaid uh, i think most of the little mermaid talk was side tangents <laughs> i think Uh-oh. i talked about her being 16 a few times but it doesn't Cause that, matter. Because that's a plot point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, looks like, oh yeah, it turned into a Justice League chat from uh, talking about Hawkgirl. Yeah, Hawkgirl's hot. Mm. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, where did that come from? <laughs> um, Redheads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, the here's the difference. Um, Ariel actually acts like a child, so she's not hot. Mm. Um, and also technically is a child because she's 16, but I guess fish people, so who cares? Mm. Um, I'm going to end this conversation. <laughs> um... um so yeah. uh, rescuers. Oh, that there was there was one one thing to say. Um, Prince Eric is Spider Man. Oh yeah. That's that's where the redhead talk came from. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because uh, Mary Jane. Yeah. But he doesn't um, scream about shocker in this movie. No. He doesn't scream at all. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah, and he's not, like, constantly narrating to himself, so it's a little hard to tell that he's Spider-Man. Right. He's not constantly running out of web fluid at the worst point, either. Mm. He doesn't grow, you know, four extra arms. Not that we see. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's after. You know, Ursula curses him to grow extra arms. Ursula's crazy sister, because Ursula's dead. Yeah. Ursula's crazy sister was just a skinny version of her. Yeah. Yeah, the Ursula at home. <laughs> Ursula with no body language. Mm. Um. Er, All right, I, so, rescuers go to Australia? Yeah. They're barely in it. <laughs> <laughs> the rescuers are barely in it. Yeah, it was a lot. I I got bored during it because just like the, there's yeah. a lot of like the subplots about the John Candy albatross and and yeah. the kid uh, and this hunter's like convoluted torture shit to try to get him to say where the eagle is and kill him, but he can't just shoot him. He's got to like lower him into a pit of alligators or something. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies where like the first twenty minutes and like the last twenty minutes are pretty great, but yeah. everything in the middle is like, why are you wasting my time? Yeah. Um, the animation was great. Uh, mm. Everything else was eh. It was eh. Like I don't get why it's got the reputation of. Being like a, an underloved classic, I think it's loved exactly as much as it should be. Yeah, it, I, it's yeah probably just one of those things where it's like if it's something you like and nobody's talking about it, then it's underrated. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the exact same situation as Black Cauldron to me. It's like yeah, there's things to appreciate, but like I don't so. Mm. Um, yeah, and like the main two characters are barely in it. Uh, yeah, like like they they have the cute scene at the beginning where um, Bernard wants to propose to her, um, and then 
his whole character is that he's trying to do that throughout the whole movie, and he keeps getting interrupted. Yeah, it's and, and the, the kind of be, plot you'd expect from like a TV movie, right? And like Bianca's whole character is that she barely does anything. Yeah. Um, no, she, yeah. she's there to be oblivious to him trying to propose. Well, Mr. Third Wheel Australian Mouse is getting in the way. Yeah. It's like there's a there's a weird love triangle that is impossible to take seriously. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the animation's cool. Um that's about it. <laughs> I don't have much good to say about it, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. I mean uh, George C. Scott puts in a fun performance as the villain. Yeah, he does. It I actually watched Patton uh, <laughs> uh, like a week or two ago because it was free on YouTube and I was like, yeah, I've got three hours to kill, apparently. Um, and it's a weird... <laughs> it's, it's a weird juxtaposition between watching Patton and then watching uh, The Rescuers uh down under two days later mm. yeah um, just superimpose some of that dialogue like, i didn't get to the third grade or whatever i can't remember he had some funny <laughs> quote about how he like barely graduated the third grade yeah yeah um yeah i i think my favorite line of his uh when he when he's talking to the lizard and he's like, you can't outsmart me. I'm twice as smart as you are. <laughs> mm. uh, he's twice as smart as a, a monitor lizard or whatever that was. I think that's what it was. I don't actually know. Correct me in the comments. You yeah. Won't. Okay, it looks like the um, quote I was thinking of was, I didn't make it all the way through third grade for nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was after he tricked the child. Yeah. Um. Uh, so on to Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Be Beauty and the Beast is great. Mm -hmm. Um, Muppers, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Muppers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that to be a running thing, but it's gonna be. Mm. Um. Now, who would you cast in a Muppets Beauty and the Beast? Because I think Beauty should be the one human. Um, uh huh. So the Beast, what, be, what hairy I, monster, maybe? Um, or whatever the, you, his name is. The, the big guy. Um, I, yeah, but here's here's how you do uh, Muppets Beauty and the Beast. Is that hmm. Um. Yeah, Bell Bell's a human. Um, Beast is a Muppet. Everybody else is human. Um, the townspeople are Muppets. Um, and when the castle goes back to normal, <laughs> the Beast oh, turns like human, and all the all the servants turn Muppets. into Muppets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
because <laughs> everybody everybody's natural form is Muppet except for like two people. Mm. Yeah, that works. Let's see. One one thing about Beauty and the Beast that I found interesting is that like I didn't care much for the music in Little Mermaid aside from Part of Your World, which is obviously um the best one in that. Mm. Um but like all the songs in Beauty and the Beast are great. Like from from a musical standpoint, I I personally feel like uh Beauty and the Beast is the best one. Mm. I know you had a disagreement with that, but yeah, I mean, I think the music's good. I probably it might just be nostalgia that I like the Aladdin songs more, or like yeah, I like Lion King. I like the Aladdin ones. So I think um, Aladdin, Lion King, and Beauty and the Beast are like the top contenders. Um, I think Hunchback of Notre Dame's got a couple good ones, and like Hercules yeah. has got a couple good ones. Um, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love I love the style of Hercules, like the the fucking gospel yeah. <laughs> music. Um, like I don't think it has like one really good one that puts it over mm. the top. Yeah, like they're all just they're all just kind of good. Yeah, yeah. Like I can, I can remember them, which uh, you know is more than some Disney movies, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. And it's kind of the opposite with Hunchback to me, where like uh, Hellfire is just really fucking good, and the rest of them I don't, I barely remember. Yeah, I mean, like the song Esmeralda sings in the church is really good, but also the amount of times they say "gypsy" in that movie makes it kind of problematic now. Um, so it's. I mean, like, I feel like they're really good, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm going to get canceled if I say that they're really good because they say gypsy so many times. You won't get canceled, nobody. No, 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 nobody listens to And also, there are worse things I've said that they could cancel me over. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Me too, except, uh, I don't, I don't know. I I don't think I've said anything too bad in like the last few years not that i remember no i mean nobody's ever pointed anything out to me so i'm I'm doing all right um uh but yeah so beauty and the beast let's see i'm looking through posts that we did uh the library um it is very big and impressive and also looks like you would definitely fall and break your neck if you tried to get to the upper shelves on yeah. the second floor because they went a little overboard in how high they made the ceilings on that room. Like, shelves probably shouldn't be up that high. You can have you know, your artwork up that high and that's fine, but if you're it's, keeping a book on the shelf that high, that's just for the spiders to read. It's got to just be, like, right next to the ballroom, so it has to be that high. Hmm. It's either I mean, that or imagine. it's like Great Gatsby, and these are all empty books full of blank pages just to make people think you read a lot. Um, <laughs> That's what I was thinking, actually. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe like the lower shelves are your actual books, and the upper shelves are just a bunch of fake books to make it look like you have a lot of books. Because especially with the time period it's set in, like, what kind of books are you going to have? 
Like, are, are these all just, like, encyclopedias and travel logs and, um, you know, multiple copies of the Bible, I guess? I don't know. What, like, they didn't have that big of a variety of, uh, like, leather-bound books in the, what is the 1700s? I, think this is I would guess, like, maybe late, mid-late 1700s, early 1800s, yeah. maybe. Yeah, somewhere in there. I don't actually know. It it seems pre-industrial. Yeah, they had a Aside semi-automatic the blunderbuss. Has, yeah, the father has some weird technology, so maybe it is an M Night Shyamalan's The Village, and they're just all <laughs> intentionally backwards in this village, and he came in from outside of town, and that's why yeah. Bill is so bored. That everyone in town is just so boring and routine. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I have a PlayStation 2. Uh, <laughs> Nowhere to plug it town. in because they don't have electricity <laughs> in this town. Right. She's like, I really want to play Jack and Daxter, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> she rides out into the woods looking for a Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> and that's when she gets stuck in the Beast Castle. <laughs> The, the Beast also knows he's trying to impress her with uh, his games catalog, but all he has is, like, Xbox games. Yeah. No, he's, he's got his big gaming library, but it's all empty boxes because everything's in the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to do an Xbox. updated uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, he doesn't turn into a beast, he's just a, like, regular gamer. Who doesn't shower? <laughs> he doesn't shave. He doesn't shave, doesn't shower. And uh, he's just grumpy, angry piece of shit around any person who comes around him, especially a woman. Yeah. We'll, we'll make gamers Beauty and the Beast later. Mm. Um. Yeah, that, that's what they should have done with the live-action version, is update it for modern times by making it Beauty and the Beast for gamers. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree. We, you can't do that, though, because gamers are the most oppressed minority. Um, mm. You can't show them in a bad light. It would also be unrealistic to show them not being a piece of shit at the end of it. Right. Well, no, they they got enough XP to level up. <laughs> and they leveled up their empathy. Mm. Charisma isn't just a dump stat. <laughs> uh, look, I play Fallout New Vegas. I know charisma is a dump stat. Mm. The first time I played Knights of the Old Republic, I uh, just let the game automatically put my points into stats when I leveled up, and it never put them in persuasion. And I was fucked at the end of the game because I wanted to get Bastila back from the dark side. And you can do it more easily if you have a high persuasion. If you don't, you basically have to look up a guide and find like the right answers for each question that she asks. And then have to fight her for each segment in between those questions. You can't just, you know, get high persuasion on the first opportunity you have to turn her back. Can't so. you just kill all of her problems? No, they're they're inside her. They're in her brain from uh, Malik's brainwashing. I'll pretend to know what all that means. Mm. 
So wait, you haven't played Nats Old Republic? Or? I I have I. No. I oh. haven't. Yeah. I've... I mean it was it's on PC and Xbox. I don't think it was ever on PlayStation. I haven't played Knights of the Old Republic, but I think I played two. I don't remember. It would have been a very long time ago. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you did say you played Mass Effect, and Mass Effect 1 is very similar yeah. to the old I, like Knights of the Republic. You know, just that whole... That's how the Bioware games were until Mass Effect 2 added a little more yeah. action to it. Yeah, I... I, I said I played a little bit of Mass Effect, and when I say a little bit, I mean like a half hour. Yeah. Like, like I, I I got through like the mini ship parts at the beginning, and the the first mission, which is just kind of boring. Like, mm. oh, shoot these three Geth, and then disarm all these bombs in five minutes. That's that's what you want out of Mass Effect, right? Is, yeah. Uh, timed missions. Yeah, um, I haven't played it in 10 years, and all I remember is that it played, like, the old-school Bioware games, and the last section of the game was so laggy that it was really hard to get through. It, like, I imagine that's fixed. Just got absurd. I imagine that's fixed in the Legendary version, or Probably. whatever they call the the collection they released, like, three years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those games. It's just it's so long that I don't want to yeah. go through all of it again. Yeah, I, I, I know I need to get to like where I actually have control before it starts getting kind of good. Mm. Uh, but I don't want to. <laughs> so, yeah, and you've so only got like six crewmates in that game, so. There's not as many of those dialogue yeah. things to go through. And I have to choose between Ashley and Caden. Yeah, you're, you're... Ash, Ashley is a racist, and Caden is the most boring human alive. I, I so. If I remember right, your choices are the straight option for the human, or there's the Asari woman who yeah. can go either way. And, and that's yeah, it there's... for that game. Yeah, there's Ashley, Caden, and Liara. And yeah. Those are... And you, you can choose between two of them. Yeah, yeah. Because cause I played as Female Shepherd and said something nice to Caden and suddenly he thought I was into him. And so I let him die at the end. Because uh, I really wanted Garrus. Or Garrus? Garrus? Garrus. okay. Yeah, I'm Garris. getting him mixed up with Garrick, who is a planeswalker from Magic the Gathering. I wanted yeah. to get together with Garrus, and I looked up and saw that that was an option in the next game. So I let Caden die, and then uh, set course for Garrus on the next game. Yeah. In, in Mass Effect 2, if you romance Garrus, there's a whole thing <laughs> mm. where you have to talk to Warden and get, like, medical approval. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you get to talk to the doctor about the dangers of interspecies sex. Yeah, because... Um, all all the body fluids of the other partner are technically toxic. <laughs> mm. so. Yep. 
Yeah, um, and I, I've read a really cute porn comic about that. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I have it. Um, okay. To be honest. I have it downloaded. I could dig it out to show to you if it's even any good. I don't know. I read it like 10 years ago when I cared about Mass Effect. Maybe later. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I will, I will eventually either play Mass Effect 1 or skip to Mass Effect 2. Mm. Um, yeah, just use which, that prologue thing to make all your choices from one. Yeah, which I've I've never played Mass Effect two with all the DLC, so that might be interesting. Mm. Or Mass Effect three with any of the DLC, because why would I? Yeah, I mean three I played uh, after they had released that thing that made the ending slightly less bad. Um. I haven't played like any DLC aside from that. Yeah, like I've seen, I've seen clips from the Citadel DLC, and it looks hilarious. Mm. Um, like Mass Effect taking the piss out of itself, which <laughs> can be really fun. Mm. I'm sure. I assume it's um, not on the level of like Saints Row Four, where you walk up to your crew on the ship and there's just a button that says "fuck." <laughs> and you no, click it and, just, and then you just go to a a sex scene where they cut away before the sex happens. It's more like a mix between Saints Row Two and Saints Row Three. Mm. Um on on the level of silliness, I would say. It is it, it's where like there there's points where like uh Shepard is is like you know, I should I should say I'll talk to you later. Um, like they they go into like all the uh, repetition and idiosyncrasies of all the characters. Mm. Um, um, like somebody uh, tells Shepard that they say I'll talk to you later way too often, mm. or or that thing where um, oh shit, I'm I'm getting things mixed up, but. Yeah, there's a. Uh, it's it's the creators of Mass Effect making fun of themselves for all the, the weird shit. Mm. Um, that's in Mass Effect. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like a celebration of Mass Effect, but you know, they're acknowledging all the silly parts too. Mm. At least that's what it seems like. I haven't played the whole thing throughout. So, like the I know the villain is a a clone of Shepard. Um, okay. so there's a lot of fun to be had there. Um, but I I tried not to watch the whole thing, because uh, I wanted to play it. Mm. So, yeah. So, so the beginning of the Mass Effect One sucks. Yeah. Uh. uh See, see, like, normally we could go through the plot of the movie, mm. but it's like, everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like even if you haven't seen the Disney version, you've seen a version of Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Um, the Ron Perlman version. Yeah. Perhaps. Where he's in furry makeup. Mm. Yep. Or you've um, seen Avengers Age of Ultron, where uh, Hulk and Black Widow, I guess, was supposed to be like a Beauty and the Beast thing. Yeah. So says Joss Whedon. I mean, 
Joss Whedon says a lot of things, many mm. of which are not true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that town definitely had an egg shortage because of Gaston, right? I assume that's why <laughs> six eggs con- are so expensive. Yeah. Gaston ate them. Uh, because when he was a child, he ate four dozen eggs every day. Yeah. And then now that he's an adult, he eats five dozen eggs. Yep. That's why he's roughly the size of a barge. <laughs> but somehow still muscular, I, despite all those eggs. Or because of all those eggs. I, I guess the protein, so because of all those eggs. Yeah. Um. Yep, and there's a bunch of ladies in town who are into him, and he's not into any of them because he only wants this one who doesn't want him. Yeah, he's a... Uh... You know, I, I think about halfway through the movie, I realized that Gaston was a villain. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, now that I think about it, um, Gamer Beauty and the Beast really makes a lot more sense mm. when you think about the way that Gaston acts. Mm. Um, because he's, you know, except the other women fawning all over him, he is basically like the the stereotype of the incel gamer um, Although, so so gaston except, would be what like a twitch streamer influencer gamer and yeah. the beast it, is just like a, a person who just hates everyone stays in his yeah. like, gamer cave he's he's the kind of person who plays mmos but never teams up with anybody <laughs> yeah yeah where gaston would be you know like he's Outgoing and charismatic, but also, um, you know, just believes He's, everyone. Gaston should be is better. Andrew Tate. Yeah, Gaston is Andrew Tate. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Except Gaston never got arrested. He just dies. Mm. You know what? He, he's a. He's a fit dude. He could survive that three hundred foot fall from the castle onto the rocky ground below. Yeah, I mean, if we don't see a body, that means he's not dead. Yep. And if he was dead, how could he show up in Twisted? Mm. Well, I mean, that was all kind of a vision of alternate realities. Because that was yeah. uh, Gaston who wanted to save Belle from uh, you know, the... Um, uh, what, what's... Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, you know, and then there was, like, the Ursula, and that was one who uh, had previously ruled the kingdom fairly and then been thrown out by her shitty brother Triton. Um, yeah. Although, I mean, but Gaston, yeah, he definitely survived because that's how he shows up in the House of Mouse. Uh, you know, Mickey's Nightclub, where they watch cartoons and all the characters. Well, there's, there. there's lots of dead characters in that one, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah, I don't know. There's resurrection magic. There's got to be. I mean, people are wishing on stars. Yeah. I wonder if if the uh, the hunter from Rescuers Down Under ever shows up. That would be awkward. Mm. He's just shooting like every other guest because they're all talking animals. I, I wouldn't be. They have so many like deep cut cameos in there that he probably shows up. Yeah. I wonder. They probably got. Uh, George C. Scott to play him too, you know he's he's up for anything. Mm. 
Even like uh, TVY Saturday morning cartoons. Yep. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. <laughs> um, yeah, he's definitely within their budget. Let's see. So, there was Rescuers, there was uh, Beauty and the Beast, and then there was Aladdin. Yep. Um, which, hey, guess what? It's also really good. Mm. Uh, um, like, I found Aladdin more annoying than usual, but also I haven't seen the movie in, like, over ten years, so... Mm. That's probably normal. Yeah, and coming fresh off the twisted uh, version. Yeah, I. they they do have a few points, mm. <laughs> uh, because like like yeah, she was J- Jasmine was suspicious that Aladdin was, or Prince Ali was actually Aladdin. Mm. Um, but like he he really just does win her over by. Like having the magic carpet, mm. um, you know, like she's like, get the fuck out until uh, he shows that he has a magic device that can fly and bring her anywhere, and then she's like, yeah, I guess I'm interested. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess they're teenagers, and it's like he showed up with a cool car. Yeah, I was like, I can take you places you'd never be able to go, like Greece and China in the middle of one night. Don't you dare close your eyes. Mm. Uh, yeah, how how the how fucking fast is that carpet? Because like they they fly to Egypt and then yep. yeah they knock the like, across the Mediterranean yep. to Greece and then across like a quarter of the world to China. Yep. Yep. Uh, I imagine it's either something like uh, you know, Santa's sleigh and how that's able to travel to so many places in such a short span of time, um, or uh, you know, I don't know, freezes time as it's moving so that they can get from one place to another. Uh, with, uh, although they would still be experiencing the time it takes, which would still be a long time. Um, or it's just warp, you know, it's like folding space around it. It's some kind of warp technology. And they don't notice because the they don't The carpet can fold. Yeah. So it can fold space. Yep. That's how it works. Yeah, it just folds all of space around it so that you can get from one place to another. And they just, you know, left out all those fun parts where we get to see the carpet. Or um, this is set on an alternate version of Earth that is much smaller. I could see it. Mm. This is it. It's set. Uh, it's set in the version of Earth where the only parts of the world that exist are the parts that Disney movies have been made about. Yeah. And Egypt, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, because even Prince of Egypt wasn't out yet, so we didn't have that. Yeah. Do any movies go to Egypt? Oh, not that I know of. Um. Hmm. Yeah, not for Disney ones. No, I don't think so. I mean, even like Agrabah, it's not because it's it's like a mix of Arabian and Indian cultures. So yeah, it's not really clear exactly where Agrabah is. 
Well, uh, I would assume somewhere in on the Arabian Peninsula. Mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, like they say Arabia, but so much of like the aesthetic is Indian. Yeah. Also, they do they do make references to Persian things a lot. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know yeah, about a lot, I, but at least a few times. Yeah, and I don't know what uh, century this is supposed to be taking place in. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? And imagine if that was made ten. If Aladdin was made ten years later, they sure wouldn't have all those uh, references to Allah. Mm. Um, that's a. It's it's a weird thing to think about. Uh, <laughs> how uh views can change over a relatively short amount of time mm. um but yeah i'm done talking about that now mm. um let's talk about genie okay um i i think i i said this in the chat but um like i i knew robin williams performance would be great but i forgot like how well the animation does to keep up with it mm. um like it, it's it's so energetic and fast-paced it, it's great um they they sell every joke he makes uh with the animation mm. i really appreciated that that's about it <laughs> i mean like like i i'm enjoying this part of the process because they're all good movies but um we're at the point where like there's not much to talk about because they're all just good movies um yeah because next we got lion king pocahontas um, i might have something to say about pocahontas yeah um pocahontas hunchback hercules mulan Tarzan. Well, 19, 1995 is when the Pixar oh, starts, yep, too. Oh, yeah, you're including those two. So, I guess it'll be Lion King, Pocahontas, um, Toy Story, and a Goofy movie. Yeah. Which is also 1995. So, that'll be fun. Um, I added a Goofy movie just because I wanted to. Yeah. So, I I also added Cats Don't Dance just because I wanted to, even though it's not a Disney movie. Mm. Yeah, that is um, one I've definitely seen a bunch of times, and I don't remember that well. I I added it because it's free on YouTube, mm. so everybody can watch it if they want, albeit probably with ads. Unless you have YouTube Premium, I get, or an ad blocker. Yeah, I, my ad blocker is usually pretty good about uh, blocking YouTube's ads. Yeah. Um. So I that's the only one that has nothing to do with Disney on the list, unless I want to add like the Iron Giant or something. Hmm. Which I might do. You never know. Yeah. This is my it's list. already going to take past the end of the year anyway. Yeah, that 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 was the point where I was like, yeah, well, fuck it, I, I want to watch it. So yeah, watch it. And once we get past like two thousand three, you're just gonna be like, oh, it's Chicken Little and Home <laughs> on the Range and Meet the Robinsons. Oh boy. 
Yeah, I don't... I don't think I'll hate any of those, but it'll just be like, oh boy, these are, uh... And I, I will have the Pixar movie between, uh... Mm. Yeah, like yeah. Every third, was... every third movie will be a Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that whole two thousand stretch was like Pixar's heyday. Yeah. So like in between, you know, all the dinosaurs and <laughs> the bolts and the home on the ranges, mm. I'll have like Incredibles or Ratatouille or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see if... Because I remember Bolt being good, so I gotta see if that holds up. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said before, I don't hate Bolt. I I don't remember anything about it, and it, it's just probably, like, one of the easiest ones to make fun of, just on premise. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems like people like, look at it and go, oh, it's John Travolta and Miley Cyrus. That can't be good. And then... And then that's it. Yeah, that's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> My feelings on it at this moment. Um, until I watch it. Uh, yeah, at least the early 2000s are, have like Lilo and Stitch and Atlantis and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you got Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, Lilo and Stitch. Um, Brother Bear is okay. Yeah. Uh, Treasure Planet is pretty good. Muppers Pleasure Planet. Mm. I mean, that one is a Disney movie. If uh, yeah. you wanted to throw those into, I think Muppets. They're not animated. Can have its own list late, later. So, yeah, um, yeah. We're uh, this is the good part of of <laughs> that. It's not getting any better than the stretch. Mm. So, yep. It's like the, the second golden age. Yeah. Like the the next the next two parts, two or three parts, might be just as good, but it's not getting any better. Mm. Yeah. Oh also before I I made a point that um like I think a Bug's Life will probably be the worst Disney movie in the nineties. Mm. Which I was like I mean a Bug's Life is still pretty good. So that that'll be fun, but then I remembered Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I was gonna say, you know, yeah, Pocahontas or because uh, Rescuers Down Under was that eighty nine or ninety? No, you know, that was that was ninety. Yeah, because I remember because yeah. I I looked I saw its release date was like six days before I was born, like literally the day I was born. Yeah. So, so that one's in the nineties. You came into this world with. Uh, a very underwhelming yeah. Disney movie. I don't know. I, I'd heard uh, Rescuers Down Under was coming out. And I'm like, ah, I can wait another six days. I'll wait until actual <laughs> Thanksgiving Day because that's cooler than being born on the day Rescuers Down Under came out. <laughs> Jade, you were a pretty boss baby. Mm. Which I'm not adding to the list. Fuck no, me. that's DreamWorks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we're gonna add maybe I will do the DreamWorks on there first. Yeah. Yeah, I guess once, once I might, the Disney list is out, we could do DreamWorks yeah. list. Yeah, maybe maybe last year or <laughs> goddamn last year was Pokemon. I'm not doing that shit again. Yeah, uh, I mean, and the uh, complicated part with DreamWorks is uh, like 
the some of them were universal, some of them were paramount. So they're probably all over yeah. the place in terms of streaming services. Yeah, they're probably like fucking Prince of Egypt is probably not on the same service as like Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, yeah, because I think like some were universal, some were paramount, and I think like the uh, How to Train Your Dragons might have been from Fox. So. Oh. God. Yeah, the, that wouldn't be on Disney Plus. No, no, they're not. So I, I don't know. Yeah, they, DreamWorks isn't, you know, a publishing studio. They're you know, like a production studio, so they yeah. usually partnered with other groups to uh, put their stuff out. Yeah, which kind of makes stuff like that hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a lot of their earlier stuff I have on DVD, but once it gets, you know, into, like, mid-2010s, I'd have to figure out where to view things. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, I, we're done with Disney for now. The next one is Lion King. Yep. Looking forward to that. Yep. Um, that was my favorite um, Disney movie. Um, it, let, let's see if it still is. Mm. Uh, I, mean, I mean, to like to be honest, um, like all of the out of all the movies, Oliver and Company has stayed in my head the longest. Mm. Um, <laughs> like I've I've been saying the songs in my head all week. Um, mm. even after watching Beauty and the Beast in the Land. Yeah, it's like those those songs stick with me while I'm watching, but Oliver and Company has somehow stayed in my head for the last three weeks. Mm. I don't exactly know why, <laughs> uh, but I like it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if it you know since it's a thing that isn't like so ubiquitous as you know those other movies. Yeah. Um. Uh, speaking of music, yeah, yeah. watched more <laughs> musicals from Team Star Kid, the creators of Twisted. Uh, I watched yeah. some. I know you watched some. We might have seen different ones, but I know we saw some of the same ones. Yeah, I, I, I watched like four or five of them. Mm. Um, I. I watched the Christmas Carol one this morning, actually, because okay. I was like, "Yeah, I've got, I've got forty-five minutes." Yeah, like that one. It's nice uh, because it's short, and I feel like, like when it comes to like the original songs for these, which I, I guess they're all original songs. Uh, Twisted is the best, but VHS Christmas Carol, at least, it, it's it, the second best. Yeah, yeah. like the it, the Ghost of Christmas Future song, like just that haunting. Because the the thing they do with the Ghost of Christmas Future, I mean, it's it's called uh, a VHS Christmas Carol. It's set in the '80s. It's got that whole synth wave aesthetic to it. Um, Scrooge is like an '80s businessman. Um, and with the Ghost of Christmas Future, the thing they do instead of going like the Grim Reaper route, it's like a woman in a big dress, and she doesn't speak. She just sings this one haunting like refrain of notes. And as Scrooge is, like, increasingly pleading that, like, no, this future can't happen, she just gets, like, more 
you know, it's like like her, haunting, her singing gets more intense. Yeah, it's like the, like this is going dramatic. to happen. You can't stop it from happening. Um, yeah. But she doesn't say that. It's just the what's it like ah kind of. I think I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. It's kind of like a ghostly wailing, but more beautiful than that. Yeah. So it it it, it really works. Yeah. 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 It's just um, just this one same set of notes, and she keeps doing it, and it's it, yeah, it's really cool. The my my favorite was the ghost of Christmas past. Mm. Um, oh, like well, she, she, yeah, she's, she's wearing like, like the yeah, like the extra jazzer size. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that the eighties uh, aerobics gear. Yeah. Um, yeah, those little five-pound weights. And... Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was... It's visually funny. Yeah. But, like, they they take the... Uh, they take the content of the story seriously. Mm. Um, so, like, while, while she's... She looks pretty silly. Um, you know, there's uh, Scrooge and... Um, you know all his past dealings that are coming back to him mm. like they take the drama of that seriously yeah um and uh scrooge doing a, a duet with himself and his uh um i i always forget her name um who's who's his past girlfriend i want to um, say beatrice but i i should look it up you might be right. Like that that song that song fucking hit. Bell. Um, I don't, I don't know. Who... Bell. Oh. According okay. to the Spark Notes. <laughs> Bell Fezziwig. Well, I guess I guess she was the beauty and he was the beast. Yeah. Um but that that song where it's Scrooge and Scrooge and Bell all singing about how much of, of a piece of shit uh Scrooge is being in that moment is beautiful. Mm. Um, and the, the, the beginning of that song where she's, uh, singing about, uh, her feelings on him is like, damn, she, she belts it like, I mean, kind of like a eighties Whitney Houston, mm. <laughs> actually. Like it's, it's fantastic. I, I'm, I might watch that one for a second time today after we record mm. because I, I really like that. Um, yeah, and and like you said, it's only forty five minutes. Yeah, like since also, it's short, I love a Christmas Carol. Yeah, it being short, like I've watched Twisted a bunch of times, but also it's two hours, and so when YouTube's like, "Do you have two hours to watch this?" I'm like, "I don't know about that. Maybe later." Yeah, yeah, but like that's, I don't know it's 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 a great version of a Christmas Carol, and there's like already a, a billion good versions of a Christmas Carol. Mm. And there's even um, and it, been one set in the '80s before, like Scrooge. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like Scrooge, but if I had to pick one version of a Christmas Carol set in the '80s, mm. it would it would be uh, VHS yeah. by Star Kid. It's really fucking good. Mm. It's it's weird that. <laughs> Like, because I don't even like musicals that much. Yeah, same. But, uh, um, like the past, I don't know, what, two, three weeks, uh, 
I've watched more musicals than I have in probably the rest of my life. Mm. Um, you know, like it. I'm I'm including the Disney musicals in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's like the Disney musicals and like, like the new Star Trek Strange New Worlds. They did a full musical episode this week. That you know, when I heard the premise, I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. And then I watched it and either because I don't like musicals that much or because I've been spoiled by watching these Star Kid ones. I'm like, this episode's fine, I guess. The the songs they're doing are kind of cute, but it just yeah. wasn't as, you know, like there's more production value behind it, but, you know, I don't, it's not that the actors were bad. Uh, I don't know. It just, it doesn't compare. Have you ever watched, like, Scrubs? No. Oh, see, you didn't get to watch that musical episode, which is actually pretty damn good. Mm. Um, apparently most of the main actors can sing pretty well, oh. so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, next year is the Scrubs year. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's like, what? Eight seasons. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, well, that would have to be after we watch all of DreamWorks. Yeah. So that'll be in twenty twenty seven. Yep. Um. I'll be dead by then. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's like thirty years in the future, right? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, probably. Um. So yeah, the first muse uh, of the Starkid ones that I watched after. You know, watching Twisted for like the fourth or fifth time uh, was Annie, the uh, story of Darth Vader, and why yeah. Episode One, The Phantom Menace, was the most meaningful time in his life. What a letdown that must have been right after Twisted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I watched it and I'm like, well, these songs aren't really good or memorable. The jokes aren't that funny. I do very much appreciated that they had uh, Marriage Aid on there. That's cool. Like the costume's accurate, even though it's you know a kind of a joke version of her. Um, but uh, yeah, like aside from that, it just wasn't that good. And I think it took me a while to accept. Like, no, it actually isn't that good. It's not just that I didn't get it. Yeah, it, it's. And I think like part of the reason because I've been as I. Like, Twisted is still the best one of all of these I've seen. And I feel like, you know, some of it is just that the script is that good. Uh, and I think also some of it is they, they're they basing it on a story that is already a musical. So they have music to pull from and a story that's written in the form of a musical to pull from. So they have more structure to work with with that. Yeah. Um, where, like, Star Wars is not, you know, almost never musically inclined. So, you know, the trying to turn that into a musical form uh, and centering it around villain, uh, except it's, a, it's like a sports comeback story, it just, yeah, it didn't really work. And didn't really have much yeah, material I... to work with, aside from... You know, a bunch of jokes about, hey, aren't Star Wars names silly? And, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, Bib Fortuna, that's that's, that's a fun pun there. But, yeah, and, like, at, at the beginning, when he was like, 
he was asking people Star Wars trivia, mm. and he was like, "Oh, what you don't know, Dick, about Star yeah, Wars?" That, that's, like, yeah, that's okay, that's probably the funniest. Thing. Yeah, that he's <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you don't know, Dick, about Star Wars?" And someone brings up Dash Rendar and he's like, "Who's that?" Oh, you must not know Dick about Star Wars. And then Mara Jade walks in and she's like, "Oh, you don't know who I am? You must not know Dick about Star Wars." Yeah. Although like, yeah, the I whole mean, thing with her was... wanting she. Like she revealed, she's brought in to replace him because she's the emperor's hand. Um, but her dream is she wants to be a slave dancer at Jabba's palace, which I guess you have to try out for in this parody version. Which is just kind of weird, you know? Because they keep calling it slave, but it's clearly not a slavery thing. It's you know like a gig that you have to like audition for. Oh, yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that, like, oh, well, like, first of all, oh, she wants to be a slave, and it's like, oh, they're they're just, like, stage dancers, basically. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I want to dance for this famous rich person. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she gets there, and, like, Ula's just a mean girl. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because the most of it is for just half the play. Yeah, like it's a sports comeback story that Vader is just this fat, washed-up loser who tells bad jokes and everybody hates him. Uh, and he wants to go back to the good old days when he won a pod race as a ten-year-old. Um, yeah, Vader is every Chris Farley character in every movie ever. Yeah, and like not except not. Not as funny. Yeah. <laughs> I I have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just like I I feel bad dumping on it because like it's it's an amateur show, but they've just done so much better stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I yeah. think of all the ones I saw, that's probably the lowest point. Um, yeah. Second Same. one I watched was uh, Holy Musical Batman, which. You know, you can find by typing in Batman, um, and that one was a because it's one of their older shows. I guess it wasn't a single video; it was like a playlist um, of like acts and scenes, but it all plays back to back. Um, but you know, to avoid copyright on that one, Batman is spelled B at sign M A N, um, and that one was pretty good. Uh, like the music doesn't really stand out. But, like, the characterization, it, it felt like the Lego Batman movie, except this came out years before that, uh, of just yeah. that kind of self-aware, like, everybody in Gotham looks up to Batman even though he's just an asshole who's beating people up because he can. He doesn't like Superman, Superman just really wants him to like him, and everybody, like, everybody outside of Gotham likes Superman. Um, and... And then, yeah, and then, like, Robin comes along, and that's, like, the the thing that brings Batman out of his shell to stop being such a shitty asshole. Hmm. Um, and then the villain, so the, they established pretty early on that Joker died. Um, and so, the so somebody makes, like, a crack about all these stupid villain gimmicks in Gotham, and that, you know, the next villain is going to be, like, candy-themed. And so this new villain shows up who is like a candy-themed Joker named Sweet Tooth. 
Um, and he's just making constant candy puns and like pulling out candy bars every time he makes the pun. But otherwise, he does like a really good like candy theme Joker. Um, it's played by I gotta learn these actors' names. the The guy who plays Aladdin plays this Joker, so he, he he's really um, good at playing that kind of smarmy villain type. Um, what, was, what was his name? Was it Jeff Blim? Yeah, I want to say off the top of my head. Yeah, something. I, like I'm that. pretty sure it's him playing Sweet Tooth, and he does like a really good job at playing this like funny yet sinister uh, villain character. Yeah, I I watched like the first thirty forty minutes of that one, mm. and it I had to stop watching for some reason, and then I never felt like going back to it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it. I. I. think what you said about the Lego Batman. Uh, yeah, what it's doing. Like, I is, felt like I've already seen it before. Yeah, it. It's stuff that's already. If it wasn't already done before this came out, it's definitely been done after. You know that kind of like self-aware analysis of, you know, superheroes and Batman especially. Uh, yeah, it's it's been done, but for what it was it was it was pretty good especially coming off of annie i'm like yeah this is better than that yeah fair um see i think one of the first ones i watched was the the guy who didn't like musicals Mm. Um, yeah yeah i did see that one later which which that that one it I, I liked it, mm. um, but like they, I feel like they didn't even try to have much of a story. It was just like the like classic horror tropes. Yeah, it, it, um, yeah, it's like a fifties Night of the Living Dead. Um, you know that kind of horror invasion zombie. of the body snatchers. Yeah, yeah, that it, it's like you know classic style zombie alien invasion movie, except. Uh, the aliens are making people sing musicals, so it's yeah. Like the, the horror element is that people are bursting into song. <laughs> yeah, people people singing is uh, the the whistle that they've been uh, taken over. Yeah, which is funny. Except except at one point where the the scientist guy. <laughs> mm. uh, he starts singing just because he he likes musicals and he wrote a musical to like be prepared for the alien invasion. Yeah, and um, then there's the whole thing with like the the baristas at the coffee shop and they have to sing because their shitty boss is making them sing as part of their job. Yeah, yeah, like there, there's there's subplots with the characters that don't really go anywhere but they're not meant to because it's a horror thing and you know they're gonna die yeah um but it it is really fun yeah um yeah yeah i, I liked it overall yeah. especially it, in, like, it's the back it's half of it. yeah it's, it's it's like you said when we talked about it where like yeah the beginning is kind of awkward yeah like um, once they get past all of the stuff with just you know like shitty retail service work stuff and it gets into just like full on zombie horror tropes and it's it's pretty fun yeah yeah and um i i think like the the twist bad ending at the end mm. really hits um 
because you know the the main character is is the guy who doesn't like musicals yeah um and so obviously he never he never ever starts singing um so at at the end when it's just him and the the main girl and uh you know like everything's supposed to be okay the the horror has been defeated blah 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 and then he starts singing it it really it does really hit yeah because it comes after like he has to heroically sacrifice himself to stop this alien zombie thing uh and it seems like he's dead and she's the sole survivor and then oh he's alive hooray and then he starts singing and you find out actually no he's been corrupted and the zombies weren't destroyed and they're all still around yeah yeah, I really like the ending. Well, yeah, like, I mean, like you said, the whole second half, basically. Yeah, but, and it, it's uh, funny that like it goes especially. into the credits. Uh, like she's screaming to the audience for help, and yeah, you know, yeah. the audience is laughing because it's a performance. But yeah, they do they do fun things with the credits. Like at the end of Twisted, mm. um, during the, during the credits, they have oh yeah, like, the pop version, a, a professionally sung yeah. version, yeah. Like they like they do with uh, yeah, like, 90s like uh, Beauty movies. and the Beast, yeah. yeah. Like like Beauty and the Beast, where they had Celine Dion <laughs> singing it. Yeah, um, I mean, like a lot so of stuff that, that like nineties really nice into the early two thousands did that of like yeah. the pop cover of the breakout song played over. The yeah, place. like I mean, Elton Elton John sang. Uh, the one he wrote for Lion King. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even Atlantis isn't a musical, but it has a pop song over the credits. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said that about um, uh, Muppets Treasure Island mm. when I watched that <laughs> uh, last year, where it's like, yeah, they just have this pop song in the middle. <laughs> uh, like a lot of movies did in the 80s and 90s, where they, they, want, a, they want a radio hit yep. to go along with the movie. So they just insert one into the movie. Yeah, uh, it's funny though, um, I, and I, I like that they added that at the end of Twisted. That was a nice touch. Mm. Um, let's see what what was some of the other ones? Uh, uh, let's see. There was Trail to Oregon, which is one I know you oh, watched yeah, it first. One. I watched it. Out. Like I wasn't that interested because uh, it's like oh, it's a western, whatever. But then like I started watching it and I got it right away. Like. It is a western, but it's riffing off of the Oregon Trail video game in, yeah. you know, in like, like from the start, and I assume probably every performance of this was different, because they have the audience shout out names for the characters, and so you've right. got, yeah, like, the, the dad's name is Jack Bauer, uh, the mom's <laughs> name is Slippery When Wet, the son's name is Crap Hole. The daughter's name is Mouthface, and the uh, the grandpa's name is uh, Titty Mitty. Titty Mitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they have you know they're named by the audience, and then at the end of it, someone's got to die of dysentery, and they filmed yeah. an ending for each of the characters to you know like I want I I picked the son because. He was eating shit off the ground. It makes sense that he'd get dysentery. Um, yeah. But I'd watched part of the ending with the dad, and it seems like probably every one of these endings, there there is one song of dying from dysentery, and each of the performers got to give their own version with some, like, in-character, you know, comments in between well, that's, sections. 
That's cool. I never watched all of them. I probably should have. Uh, yeah, um, I, I wanted to, but each of them is like 13 minutes long. And I, like, oh, really? I watched the one from The Sun, and that one, it's like, he's got the Dying of Dysentery song, and then miraculously doesn't die, and then everyone goes skinny dipping, which is the thing he's been asking them to do the whole trip. <laughs> um, and I don't know if the other endings also have everyone go skinny dipping, or if it's like personalized to that character that they're dream comes true after they yeah. don't die of dysentery i wish i would have watched all the endings now mm. yeah there's, there's like a playlist of them i had to look it up because you know i was watching it and then it like pops up with a screen uh that shows your five options and i tried clicking on them and they weren't hyperlinked so i had to go searching yeah, for the, the endings. it was probably you it probably used the old annotation system on YouTube, mm. and then they got rid of that, so they had to change it. Yeah, yeah, it's an old video, so it probably wasn't updated. It's like, what, seven, eight years old? Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The The funny part about the names to me is that they, they've got the song at the end. Um, they're like, we've got to cock your wagon, mouth face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like if 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 that name isn't two syllables, like how does that song work? Yeah, do, do they just go? Do they just go with it? With yeah, and since we only um, have the one performance, I don't know for sure if these are selected by the audience or if there's members of the cast sitting in the audience who shout out the names that they go with, and they're just pretending yeah. like they took audience suggestions. Yeah, because there's, there's some where they show the audience, and I don't think that was one of them. Yeah, yeah, because like, like in Twisted, they had that part where Jasmine turns to the audience and is like, Guys, do you think Jafar might be right? Do you think Aladdin's a pervert? And, uh, and like the camera starts nodding as the audience is like, yes! And then one of the cast members in the audience is like, no! And then Jasmine turns like, I agree! He, he seems pure and perfect. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure there's some of that, but um, that would be kind of a cop out now that I think about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's really like, impressive. Most of the if names they, are, they barely say. Yeah, if they are actually like taking suggestions for each showing and incorporating those into the songs that they've already learned, and that's yeah. you know, really impressive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, see, that one was funny. Um, like, th that one was entertaining. Um, but not not super good, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't remember any of the music, but it was fun watching it, at least. Uh, uh, cock your wagon mouth face is <laughs> in my head now. Mm. Um, but that, that might just be because they're like, man, they incorporated the name in that. Mm. Um, it's just like a catchy, uh, catchy song in general. So yeah. Um, let's see, what other one? Firebringer. Yeah, Firebringer's the only the, other one the that one. I watched. I think that's the only other one I watched too. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. You know, I mean, it was cool that Meredith got, like, a starring role in it. Because, like, I liked her as Sherazad in Twisted, so. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, yeah, the, the duck was fun. 
Uh, so Firebringer, it's set in caveman times, and it's uh, about this like tribe that um, are you know they're living in a wet cave to avoid um, a saber-toothed tiger that's out every night. Uh, but otherwise, they get by just eating berries. You know, they're they're gatherers, but they haven't gotten you know like spears and tools and moved up to um, yeah. you know hunting like animals yet. Um, and also, they discover fire during the course of it. Uh, there's like a rivalry. They're mostly women, um, and there, there's a yeah. rivalry between this one woman who's a berry gatherer, but she wants to you know make spears and kill things and get meat. And, uh, and the woman who just wants things to be the way they are, even though she's been told by the woman who previously ran the tribe, who is the narrator of this, that, um, most of it was bullshit that she made up just to unite people. They're like, everybody's worshipping a duck that is, like, an analog for religion. Uh, and they've been told, like, this duck created the whole world, and, you know, you need to honor it and pray to it and stuff. But the duck dies every so often because it's a duck, and then she just has to go find a new duck to replace it. And there's this one guy who's a priest who, you know, carries the duck around and gets to live in the only dry spot in the cave because uh, he's the priest of the duck. Um, and, yeah, like, they, they dismantle the whole duck religion and tell everyone it's a lie. Uh, and that the, the girl who's been told she has to hold up the sky with her hands all the time actually isn't holding <laughs> up the sky and she can not do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's mostly about like the rivalry of person who's trying to make technological progress maybe a little too fast and not considering the consequences and person who wants things to stay the way they are. And... Yeah, it, it, it's the first of all, like the the old woman character who's basically the narrator. Yeah. Um, she like she was hilarious. Yeah. Like every time she was on stage, um, yeah. she would say like at least three or four lines that just made me crack up. Like yeah, actually, she's really like actual belly laughter. All of it. Yeah. You privileged fucks. Yeah. <laughs> um. And yet, the rest of it was it was also funny, but also I don't know. It didn't feel like it was going anywhere for a lot of it. Yeah, like it it was very funny and very entertaining. Um, and I I think that's kind of the the thing with all of them except Twisted is that they're they're funny and entertaining, and half the time the music is uh, memorable mm. and half the time it isn't but um, yeah they don't have as many like layers like, of meaning as uh, yeah as Twisted did yeah like you could you can break down the writing in Twisted in like four different ways and it would still be impressive um, I don't think the rest of them really hold up as well yeah yeah like Twisted I still just think you know just in my brain, you know, taking the whole plot apart and thinking about it and everything and keep discovering new things every time I watch it. Um, yeah. And it, it, Twisted is especially um, interesting, like, actually watching the movies that it's referencing. Mm. Um, and where, where, like, every 
every other line in Twisted is a, a, like a direct reference to a line in Aladdin. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, some of them are obvious, and they they kind of put a hat on it. Um, like, yeah, you know the line, we know. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them aren't obvious. Like they're they're just incidental lines from the middle of the movie that nobody would remember unless they watched the movie a million times. Yeah, or even you know, like the whole they cut off your ear if they don't like your face is from the theatrical cut of the movie that's never been released on home video because it was so yeah. racist. <laughs> um, and like the 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 thing about uh, the princess. And twisted, not remembering Aladdin's name, mm. um, because like she never, Jasmine never learned Aladdin's name in the Disney movie, mm. um, in, until later. Like they they have that uh, like little tryst in the market, yeah. Um, and then yeah, because he's just that she, boy from the marketplace, right? And they. They joke on that and twist yeah. with uh, her having to look at her hand that she wrote his name on uh, every time. Yeah, oh well, yeah, she, uh, like she, she has to have Aladdin. Him. She's angry at Jafar for having him killed, seemingly, but uh, doesn't remember. You know, it's like, oh, I know everything about him, but I can't remember his name. And he has to like tell her how to spell Aladdin so she can write it on her hand and be like, oh, that looks weird. Is, well, because it's yeah. one L, two Ds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, when I, I think my favorite one of that is when uh, he comes in the prince outfit and she's like Aladdin, and then she looks at her hair like Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, how the fuck oh, you and know it's me? Like, how did you know it was me? It's, yeah, it is you. You're because it is you. Clothes. You're just wearing different clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Twisted is great. Um, Let's have a let's just watch Twisted once a week for the rest of our lives. Mm. I ended up buying it digital download. Like the DVDs aren't available anymore. I bought the digital download just because if I want to watch it on my TV and don't want you know my YouTube app on the Fire Stick on the TV doesn't have the ad blocker. I don't think I don't know if there's ads in it. I've never watched it off my laptop, but. I have a digital version now. I can put that on like a USB drive and plug it into my player and watch it that way if I feel like it. Or, I don't know, it's just... It's nice to know that I have a copy of it in digital form. Right. In case Disney ever gets a reason to sue. Yeah, Yeah, after, you know, ten years of it being up. Um... Because no, I bought yeah. that on digital, and then I also, while I was at it, they they have some kind of space opera-based musical. It must be one of their newer ones. The DVD was on their website, and so I ordered, like, I looked at the cast list, and I'm like, oh, it's got Dylan Saunders, uh, you know, Jafar is in it, and, like, Jeff Blim and Meredith uh, Strapen, or whatever her name is. Um, it's, it's got, like, all those major players in it, and so I'm looking forward to when that arrives to uh see how that one is i guess that one's not on youtube i don't know if it's going to be on youtube later but for now it's just on i mean, I, I imagine they only put it on youtube after the the run is done yeah 
like after they they're done performing yeah. it. Um, so hopefully it will be. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know anything about uh, like them as a production really. Like I I don't know if they do other plays that just aren't original that they do in the middle. I don't know. Yeah, like I know they started with a very Potter musical. And from what I've picked up, it seems like a lot of these plays they do are, like, Kickstarter projects. Um, and it looks like they might have taken a hiatus and are now back at it or something. I don't know, maybe that was just a pandemic I'm, thing. But Yeah, I imagine COVID, like, really fucked it yeah. up for a while. But yeah, because I think that's um, all of theirs that I've seen so far. I don't know what other ones they have that I haven't seen. Let me see yeah. what their YouTube page says. Yeah, like aside from the Harry Potter ones, which I don't care to watch really. Mm. Um, like I, I don't know any other ones they've done. Yeah, it looks like okay. The the one I ordered must have been Starship. Maybe. I don't know. That That's one that has a playlist on here. So maybe it is available online. I don't know. Um, it looks like their newest one is called Nerdy Prudes Must Die. And it's like an 80s slasher uh, parody. Um, Weird. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, there's one called Black Friday that I don't really want to watch. Because that seems like it'll be another uh, you know riff on like mix of horror and retail. And I already experienced that at work. Um, Sad. But that's... Yeah, let's see. What other ones do they have in here? Um, I should look at the original movies. Okay, VHS Christmas Carol, Firebringer, Starship, Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals, Me and My Dick. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch that one. Yeah, there's one that's just... I hope, I hope that's a detective story. Yeah, I mean, it... it, it, it <laughs> It's a pretty jaunty font. It says me and my dick, and it's just a big heart behind it. Um, let's see. Yeah, Black Friday, Nerdy Prudes Must Die, uh, Very Potter Musical, Twisted, Tale to Oregon, Holy Musical Batman, Annie, a parody, Very Potter Sequel, a Very Potter Senior Year. So, yeah, I guess that's where they got their start. So they're doing a bunch of those. Um Something called Nightmare Time and Nightmare Time 2. And um, then they've done some tours. So, okay. I guess Me and My Dick is the only one of those. I'm, like, I guess I could watch the Potter ones. I don't know. And we'll see if Starship is the one that I bought or if uh, it's another space one. Yeah, I don't really know anything about Harry Potter, so I wouldn't get any of it. Mm. I've seen all the movies at least once, and I've read two of the books. But I'm glad I was not super invested in it when J.K. Rowling went off the deep end. Um, so yeah. it's not really a loss same. for me to not have to care about it. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm glad I never liked it, so I don't really have to care. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems just really but, shitty mean, for people who liked it, and now like George Lucas has said some stupid stuff, but not hateful stupid stuff. Just like, oh, that's yeah. kind of lame, stupid stuff. <laughs> it is like poetry. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, 
I mean, like when I, like when I gave up Hearthstone after Blizzard started being dicks all the time. Mm, yeah. Um, like I was sad, but then I got over it. Yeah. So. Um, but also, I I wouldn't want to go through with that again. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad I don't give a shit about Harry Potter. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's I think everything. that's all the topics. Um, I don't know that we can do a tier list in 15 minutes. We'll speed run. Mm. Speed run tier list. Um, Unless we want to talk... We did, every- probably months ago at this point, uh, looked up post-recording the Oscars animated list and had some thoughts on that. Uh... Oh yeah. So I'm gonna let's see. Oscars animated movies. Academy Award for best animated feature, and we can talk about uh, as many of these as we want, and whether or not they deserved it. Um, let's just start from the oldest and then work our way up. Yeah. So I think um, let's see if it said because it looks like the first one's in like 2001, um, but I want to say. Beauty and the Beast was nominated for Best Picture at, at some point. Uh, just like regular yeah. Best Picture. Uh, Did it win? Let's see. Or was it just uh, In fact, prior to the awards creation, only one animated film was nominated for Best Picture, 1991's Beauty and the Beast, also by Disney. So yeah, that one, if I remember right, that one was nominated, but it lost to Silence of the Lambs. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, 1991, I guess, pretty good year for movies, apparently. Um, although, actually, no, because, well, I get, but Beauty and the Beast came out in 89, didn't it? Or no, that, no, I'm thinking Little Mermaid was 89. Little Mermaid. Okay, it was 91. Okay. Um, so, 2001, the, um, uh, well, okay, so I'm going to read the list and then the winner. Um, so, films, let's see. 2001, the nominees were Monsters, Inc., Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and Shrek, and the winner was Shrek. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Monsters, Inc. is pretty good, but I think Shrek's had more staying power. Um, yeah, Shrek is... I mean, Jimmy Neutron just isn't that good. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah I mean, Jimmy Shrek Neutron getting a better than Monsters, like. nomination just seems like it's a new category and we've got to throw something in there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I think that would have been the first, like, major... Nickel- no Rugrats. One of the Rugrats movies would probably have been the first, like, major... Nickelodeon animated movie theatrical release. Yeah, I think well, two thousand one, I think was Atlantis, but you know, people didn't like that one, so I guess it just got left out. Um, two thousand two, Spirited Away was the winner, beating out Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron, and Treasure Planet. Oof. No, Lilo and Stitch. Mm. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch is better, if you ask me. But yeah. I mean, I, I know spirit like spirited away. I guess it like yeah. I don't know. I, I spirited away is a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I think Lilo and Stitch is more had, fun than Spirited Away, but Spirited Away might yeah. hit harder. Yeah, I 
Yeah, I retract that statement. It's definitely, you know, there's there's an argument to be had there. Um, yeah. 2003. I, uh, I overreacted, I mm. think. Um, I was in my feelings for a second. Uh, now that I think is it better it. if I read the winner first or the non-winners first? Uh... Just do all the nominees, and then we'll see who won. Okay, well, because the way they've got it arranged on here, it lists the winner, and then it lists the other nominees. Okay, just re- read them backwards, then. Okay. That's fine. So, 2003, uh, the triplets of Belleville, Brother Bear, and the winner was Finding Nemo. Not much competition, then, right? Yeah, I've never even heard of the triplets of Belleville. Uh, 2003 an RT, animated um, comedy film written and directed by Sylvain Chomet. Okay, it, it's something European. Yeah, get that out of here. The Oscars are American, and mm. nothing will ever change that, no matter how hard they how, how hard they try. Mm. Except Spirited Away won last year. So what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, uh, 2004, Shrek 2 and Shark Tale were beaten by The Incredibles. Fair. Yeah. Surprising Shark Tale even got nominated for It got Best it got Andrew nominated Fisher. because it was probably one of the only ones that anybody ever heard of. Yeah, yeah I mean two thousand four Disney was getting into its dark period, like it was maybe home on the range that year. Yeah. Um two thousand five, Howl's Moving Castle and Corpse Bride were beaten by Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were Rabbit. I mean, How's Moving Castle is better, and mm. um, Corpse Bride might. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like people like Wallace and Gromit. I, I'm just not. Like I. I feel like when it comes to Wallace and Gromit, people like the effort that's put in more than the actual product. Yeah, um, it's let's see. 2005. I guess 2005 was the year without a Pixar movie, so maybe that's because the Disney. Probably. I think. Chicken Little might have been 2005 but Pixar I think had because they had Incredibles 2004 and Cars in 2006 so I think they might not have had anything 2005 um, speaking of 2006 uh, Monster House and Cars were beaten by Happy Feet Monster House is better than Happy Feet Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I was I probably just because George Miller but... directed Happy Feet. But... Yeah, also it had star power and everything, and Monster House was just a little kids horror movie. But yeah, yeah, I think Monster uh, House getting played on Cartoon Network so much has built up a reputation in a way that Happy Feet's just kind of been forgotten over the years. And cars I, exist to make money. Yeah, I mean, I, I said earlier, like, I'm not a huge fan of musicals, mm. um, but I, re- I really don't like jukebox musicals, mm. <laughs> uh, uh, which Happy Feet is. Um, also, Happy Feet had Robin Williams doing, like, a, a Mexican accent. <laughs> mm. uh, like, Happy Feet isn't... Also, they did a Prince song, and I really don't like Prince as a mm. singer. He, like he's a he's a very good mu- musician. I just don't like him as a singer. Um, yeah, I I don't even know for sure if I've seen Happy Feet. Like I I think I've seen Surfs Up, and I'm just blending that with Happy Feet in my brain. 
<laughs> happy Happy Feet is uh, I don't it's know. I, I another just don't think animated penguin movie. It is. Um, it, it's it's just very basic. Mm. <laughs> of like like oh the penguin this penguin dances instead of sings so he gets ostracized. Like okay cool. Um, give me a character I should care about. Mm. And they don't. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was very popular at the time. I do remember. I mean, didn't George um, Miller do Babe, the first Babe movie? I think. I don't know, but if he told me that, I would not be surprised. I think he did. So, yeah, uh, let me just quickly check that. Uh, feature films: Mad Max, Mad Max Two, Twilight Zone, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Witches of Eastwick, Lorenzo Soil, Babe. Okay, yeah, he did Babe. Uh, he wrote Wait. and produced Babe. He didn't direct it. Okay. He did direct Babe Pig in the City. Uh, and also Happy Feet, Happy Feet 2. Mad Max Fury Road. Happy Feet 2. Years of Longing. Yeah, there's a Happy Feet 2. I did not know that. From 2011. Oh no, like in a six years on sequel? That's yeah, Happy great. Feet was 2006, Happy Feet 2, five years later, 2011. Probably it's not a that great, 2011 though. computer animated jukebox musical comedy film directed, produced, and co-written by George Miller. Well, that might be decent then if he... Because like, I don't hate Happy Feet. I just don't like it at all. Mm. Like, like it's decent. Um, George Miller is usually pretty good. I just don't... I don't know. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I guess. Uh, Monster House is better. Let's see. 2007... Surfs Up and Persepolis were beaten by Ratatouille. Which seems like the right choice. Yeah, what is Persepolis? Uh, I know it's it's based on like a graphic novel that's supposed to be pretty good, but... I don't know. Fuck it, it sucks. I don't know about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Surfs Up got nominated because, you know, they just really like those Penguin movies. Oh yeah, the Shia LaBeouf talking Penguin surfing movie. Yeah. With uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, 2008's a pretty solid year. Uh, Kung Fu Panda and Bolt were beaten by Wally. Ooh, Kung Fu Panda versus Wally is actually mm. not as as wide of a gap as you would think. Yeah, I mean, like Kung, I think Wally, just for the kind of things the Oscars go for, it fits better. It's got more of the you know like the, the somber and pensive qualities to it. Where like Kung Fu Panda has a lot of heart, but yeah, I think Kung Fu Panda is actually better. Mm. Like I, I appreciate the first half of Wally, but the second half is kind of lame. Mm. Um, Kung Fu Panda is good all throughout. Mm. Yeah. Uh, two thousand nine, The Secret of Kells, Princess and the Frog, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and Coraline were all beaten by Up. Because the first ten mm. minutes of Up, I guess. I mean, Coraline would probably be my my pick there. Yeah, I I need to watch that one at some point. Maybe it's, October it's, or something. Yeah, it's really good. Um, mm. Have you ever read the book? Like, did you read it? As mm, a kid? No, no, no. I've only seen like the trailers, and I know that there's uh, someone with button eyes and. 
There's a character yeah. named the other father who I guess is hot or something. Hot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's the thing that gets mentioned in like, one of the uh, Adventure Zone podcasts. That the, there's a character who's described as looking like the other father, and then someone's like, oh yeah, the hot one. Or something. I, I don't know. I I don't get it. I don't get what a lot of people say are hot. So you mm. know, whatever. I'm not gonna judge. I guess. Uh, let me look up. Okay. Yes, skinny faced guy with button eyes. Sure. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'll I watch don't... it at some point if I remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Maybe it's the, um, maybe it's like the smoking jacket and the whole vibe. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Uh, 2010, The Illusionist and How to Train Your Dragon were beaten by Toy Story 3. I think How to Train Your Dragon is better than Toy Story 3. Yeah, is I that... think Toy Story 3 in retrospect was a tipping point of Pixar becoming the movies that make you cry like that just became the thing that they really pushed for and uh yeah you know cuz they just got so much praise for the ending of Toy Story 3 and yeah i think how to train your dragon's probably all around cuz most of toy story 3 it's just you know all all the shenanigans at the daycare yeah, and then just like in the last thirty minutes, they it decides to be this like emotional, like almost horror. Yeah, uh, like sad horror thing. Yeah, they just ramp the drama up, and then after you know the catharsis from that is now this like emotional parting of uh, you know leaving childhood and how sad that is as Andy gives his toys away. Fuck that! I like being being able to buy things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I have just accumulated more and more toys, and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> your toys must hate you, Jay. Mm. Some of your toys must hate you because, like, there's there's the there's the ones like the plushes you put out that probably like you. Yeah. Then there's probably like eighteen hundred just stuck in a closet somewhere that there, there's some in day. a box in the closet there's some more in a box in the basement there's a bunch of legos in a box in the basement except a lot of the figures i take out and i put in a separate box that's in the closet um some of them are in a display case i like to think when i'm away or asleep they can at least chat with each other hopefully they don't hate each other Toy Story is really... We'll talk about it when we've watched Toy Story. Toy Story has messed up my just entire perception of inanimate objects and their personhood. Um, I mean, you, you know. do you do hate entire movies if they destroy a plush. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just even though I know, well, yes, these are inanimate objects, I still, in the back of my mind, will sometimes think, do these two really want to be sitting next to each other? Are they going to like each other or are they going to hate each other and if, if they hate each other how will i know see this is funny because i'm more of the sit camp <laughs> mm. you're just ripping your so, stuff apart and putting it back together in creative ways 
I mean, yeah, I did play with Lego. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sid Sid is misunderstood. He's just a like little edgy teenager. Yeah. Um, who had too much access to fireworks when he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Because other, you know, he's he's got the whole workshop thing of like he's creating things. Yeah. With these things, he's but because he's, he's the a, innate person. He's a kid who's a tinkerer. Is, yeah, because in this universe, toys are like living creatures except i don't know yeah like the whole personhood of them is strange like where is the seat of a toy's soul is it always in the head or well i guess not because we've got like headless toys and they can still walk around but you know other things that are not toys don't walk around so what is it that's animating you know what what decides like that's another thing that messed me up with legos is like if i take a, a lego person's head off and i stick it on a different body do they become a whole new person because I've changed their identity, or is the seat of their soul in the headpiece, and so whichever body this head is sitting on is now their body? I don't know. It's it's a whole can of worms. Yeah. Um, don't think about it. Okay, 2011, Puss in Boots, Kung Fu Panda 2, Chico and Rita, and A Cat in Paris were all beaten by Rango. Which I think is why we decided to watch Rango in the first place. Yeah, and Rango is great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, really I think Kung Fu Panda Two is the only one of those that could really stand up to it. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda Two is great. Um, well, parts of it are great. Like the mm. th- there's there's one scene in Kung Fu Panda Two that's like one of the best animated scenes I've ever seen. Mm. Um, like the the one where he he remembers his past mm. um and there, there's like this i forget how is it animated i, I want to say it's like a watercolor um like yeah was that the one where they're doing like the shadow play thing that that might be it yeah mm. um it, it's it's just really good and really affecting um mm. but yeah I, I do think rango is also really good um, yeah uh 2012 wreck it ralph pirates band of misfits paranorman and frankenweenie were all beaten by brave yeah mm. i mean what's what's the alternative um, yeah i mean if wreck it ralph's second half wasn't so weak i'd say that one's better than brave but, yeah i mean Give me the whole list again. Um, Frankenweenie, Paranorman, Pirates Band of Misfits, and Wreck-It Ralph. And Brave. I'd actually say Paranorman and... Well, I haven't watched the, the Pirates movie, but... The Pirates one I've heard seems like good. it would be fun, but I, every time I've watched it, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. It's another... It's an Ardman one, so it, it's got like their sense of humor, but it... Like it's about pirates, but it—it's based on the book. That's like the pirates versus scientists or something. Like they—they they raid a science convention, and are trying to pretend to be like smart scientists or something. It's—it's yeah, just—it's kind of boring. I think Paranorman might actually be the best movie on that list. Mm. And it's not—it's not like fantastic, but it's pretty—it's pretty good. 
Yeah. Like, I haven't seen Paranorman or Frankenweenie. I didn't really like Frankenweenie. Yeah. The it the the black and white mm. thing was just not that great. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, later uniinspired Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh twenty thirteen like got The Wind Rises, Ernest and Celestine, uh Despicable Me Too, The Crudes, and the winner was Frozen. Fair. Yeah. I guess. I mean, Despicable Me 2 is fun, but it's not Oscar-worthy. It's it's not. It's fun, but it's not super good. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly fun. Like, the villain is fun. I love the scene of the villain in Despicable Me 2, where he, like, it, the song is just playing El Macho, and he, like, walks into a bar, like, uh, slams money down on the table, or, no, <laughs> I, he, they give him, like, a drink, um, he, like, you know, pours the alcohol, like, picks up a snake off the ground, squirts venom in the drink, puts his cash on the table, slams the snake down so its fangs are holding the money to the table, drinks the glass, and then eats the glass, and then walks out of the bar and just, like, body slams a bank truck and walks off with the truck. And that's your, like, introduction to, like, this is, you know, the badass villain. Um, yeah, I I like over the, like, super over-the-top villains. Yeah. <laughs> like that, too. Like, like Radigan is like the, the, like, smooth like, Bond-ish villain version of that. Yeah. As far as animated. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah, El, El Macho is just the <laughs> big dumb tough guy version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Although, because uh, we see that in the back, like you know the the backstory shot of like showing like who this guy was at the height of, of his villainy but then like in the present he's just like a charming dad who is yeah. also secretly a, still a super villain trying to do super villain stuff yeah um 2014 uh the tale of princess kaguya song of the sea how to train your dragon 2 and the box trolls were all beaten by big hero 6 fuck no yeah, I've trained you Dragon Two. Dragon Two, yeah. Like, like easily, like it's it's not even close. Big Hero Six isn't that good. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe they felt like they hadn't thrown Disney one in a while, but Frozen and Brave won the previous two years. Yeah, and I mean those, those aren't the best, but they were arguably arguably the best of their year. Mm. So. Uh, 2015, when Marnie was there, Sean the Sheep movie, Boy and the World, Anomalisa, all beaten by Inside Out. I haven't seen Anomalisa, but I've heard it's fantastic. But mm. it's also, like, really adult and sad, so... Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but yeah, I'm looking at just the poster of it, and yeah... Um, yeah, so it's not the type of animated movie that would usually win. Now, if it was live action, but it was about the same exact subject matter, mm. it would have a shot at Best Picture, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was. I know that won the most recent, and that seems like it's yeah, not as serious as Anomalisa, but more serious. I, I, need, to, I need to see that, because I've heard just very good things but also i haven't cared to watch it at mm. all 
Let's see. 2016, The Red Turtle, My Life as a Corget, Moana, and Kubo and the Two Strings were all beaten by Zootopia. Mm. I mean, fair enough. I, I, if I remember right, good. yeah, I, I feel like there was some debate. People saying Kubo should have won. Um, I think Moana is also a lot of fun, but yeah. Zootopia, especially at the time, made sense. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a fair one. Like if if Kubo or Zootopia or Moana won, like I I'd probably have like a similar reaction. Yeah. Uh, 2017, Loving Vincent, Ferdinand, The Breadwinner, and The Boss Baby were all beaten by Coco. God. Why the fuck was Boss Baby <laughs> nominated? Uh, hey, I... To get butts in seats at the Oscars. Yeah, to get people to talk about it. Because that's that seems to be the MO of the animation category for the Oscars, is just to get nerds online angry about it so they'll talk about it and watch the oscars yeah i mean the boss baby is like a meme of a movie yeah it's like all the interest just comes from seeing that poster of smug little baby in a suit yeah and like people had talked shit on ferdinand too Mm. because it didn't look very like it it if I remember right, it looked kind of cheap. Yeah. But I've I've heard good things mostly. Mm. Yeah, I think the only negative I I feel like I heard something about it. Like the whole point of the Ferdinand book is that he's a bull that doesn't want to fight, and um, I think he ends up having to fight someone. Like, I, like you know, not I, I, apparently like fight. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, but yeah. Um, 2018. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, Mirai, Isle of Dogs, and Incredibles 2 were all beaten by Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I mean, come the, the fuck smartest on. decision that the Oscars have ever made to acknowledge that movie for being as good as it is. That I mean, that's the best movie in like at least the previous five years. Yeah, like. Like it probably the previous ten or fifteen. Like what? What's the next one that even comes close? Mm. Like I can't even think of it. Uh, like Lion King, <laughs> mm. probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, Twenty nineteen. Missing Link. Klaus. I lost my body. How to Train Your Dragon. Three. Were all beaten by Toy Story. Four. I haven't seen, like, pretty much any of those. This is the point where, like, I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a weak year. Like, How to Train Your Dragon 3 was the weakest of those. Toy Story 4... I I I don't know if I'd say it's the weakest. How to Train Your Dragon 3. It's around, like, Toy Story 3-ish, maybe. Um, 2020, Wolf Walkers, uh, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon... Over the Moon, Onward, uh, all beaten by Soul. Pixar's. I I want to, I want to give it to the Sheep movie just for the subtitle of Farmageddon. Mm. I liked Onward better than Soul, so I'd probably give it to Onward over Soul. Can't wait to watch it. Mm. 
2021, Raya and the Last Dragon, Mitchells vs. the Machines, Luca, and Flea, all beaten by Encanto. It it was easy, easily the most popular. Yeah, I didn't love Encanto, but yeah, def- it had good music and people like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a fair win. And then the most recent one, 2022, Turning Red, The Sea Beast, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, all beaten by Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro one. Like I said, I have to watch it, but it'll have to be pretty fucking good to beat out Puss in Boots. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Puss in Boots is the only one of those that I've seen all the way through, because I started watching Turning Red, and then I stopped. Um... So can't wait to watch it. <laughs> mm. I mean, it seems fine. It just I wasn't interested. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not really that excited to watch anything after like 2015. To mm. be honest, um, it's like there's there's the Disney Renaissance, and then there's just like after like 2002 it's like i'm not excited to watch anything other than like princess and the frog mm. um and and the pixar movies um yeah. which i'm i'm like i'm not counting pixar like as far as just disney animation movies mm. um it's like this princess and the frog and then there's like i don't know tangles i like tangled well enough mm. um and you know wreck it ralph there's like that little pocket yeah, when they first um, started doing the... Well, like, after they bought Pixar and they brought some of Pixar's creative team over to help them out, and they turned things around a little bit in the early 2010s, and then after that, yeah. it's just... Then after Frozen. They, they're just uh, sort of fine after that. Like, they're not bad, but they're not noteworthy. They, they learned all the wrong lessons from Frozen. Mm. Like... You don't get points for not using tropes that people like mm. just because they're tropes. <laughs> like, y- you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you don't need to have a prince kissing a princess in every movie. Like, we get it. But, like, just have have a goal that somebody needs to accomplish and that, yeah, that they just, they people want to see be accomplished. Yeah, really in their own heads about like deconstructing their legacy without having a point to it. Yeah. And like I you know when it comes to the early 90s like Disney Renaissance stuff like yeah Belle and Jasmine and and even Ariel to a lesser extent like yeah they're more active princesses in their own story Mm. when compared to like cinderella or aurora yeah like yeah yeah like that's that's a really good change but we're we're to the point now where it's like oh you can't have a villain (laughs) yeah and that that's that's just annoying like i'm not saying every movie has to have a villain but you you can have one it's okay yeah like uh yeah i mean that that's that's where i stand (laughs) that's it yeah and i mean like i don't know like i I know they've gotten that feedback i don't know if or when they're planning to 
change any of that because the next things they have come like they just had elemental a story that in one draft was going to have a villain but then they decided no they're going to make it about you know this the, the experiences of the main characters and not focus on a villain although that's also a pixar movie and the pixar movies aren't as known for being like a, having a bombastic villain the way you know like like disney as a brand it is you know expected that you will have this fun you know kind of interesting just campy villain um so them not having that it feels like it's lacking in a way like if pixar doesn't have a big villain that that's fine they're not really known for having big villains um yeah but like the next yeah, disney movie have... is wish which is about wishing upon a star and i don't it doesn't sound like the kind of thing that'll have a big fun villain so i don't know if it'll yeah. be any good at all and in a movie about wishing like the consequences of the wish should be enough of a villain in and of themselves yeah i mean like, like that that's kind of the point of uh puss in boots right yeah it's like every, everybody wants the wish but like the 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 actual wish they they want won't solve any of their problems because they're all internal yeah 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 it's like either do that or just i don't know just well i since it's a Disney movie, it probably won't be cynical enough to do, like, Twisted, where uh, everyone is wishing for things and their wishes are all stupid. And then you've got Jafar, as the guy is, like, just so broken by life that he feels like he can't and shouldn't wish for anything because it's not going to help. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's much more of a hey, we can fix this type of thing. Yeah. Uh, not something anybody would actually write. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I guess at best Wish could be another Puss in Boots, the last Wish, if uh, yeah. they uh, are actually smart about the script. Yeah, I mean, the, the Wish in that movie is as close to a MacGuffin as you're going to get. Yeah. Right, like, like, yeah, it is an actual wish that people can have granted, but it's like, but then it, they all realize really they not don't need it. Yeah, that's such a good fucking. I I need to watch it again. Hmm. But I don't I don't want to subscribe to, uh, whatever it was, Peacock or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or Paramount, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I have the D. I, I, I want to say that one was Universal, so I guess it'd be Peacock. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I don't. I don't really want to buy it either. Like I'm tired of having physical things. Yeah, it's um, either buy digital or rent it on YouTube or something. Yeah, I could rent it on YouTube, but then if I want to watch it again, mm. see, like the the only things I buy digitally. It's like it's mostly stuff I already have. I just don't want to get the, I don't want to get the case and the disc. Like yeah. I, I have, I have Spider Verse digitally. I have uh, Kung Fu Hustle digitally. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, I have Lord of the Rings digitally, and I don't have that physically, which I probably should. Mm. Um. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So we we just, 
we, we, did, we, we I, I say we loosely like mostly me just went on like a 15 minute tangent about modern disney movies mm. no well we have um, we have a full episode now we finally talked about uh oscar nothing so i can cross that off of my notes of yay topics to talk about yay now we can talk about dicks on the next one yep yeah the what, me and my dick yeah. yeah if it is available on youtube it might not be <laughs> with the title like that uh i mean i i saw it in a list going through the youtube playlists on star kids page oh, okay so, never yeah. mind then yep no everything i read was off of their playlist page like i said i hope it's a detective story mm-hmm like a detective story romance that would be f- it, it, that yeah could be funny. yeah i mean it's either that or just like a rom-com or something about a yeah. guy named dick <laughs> could be you never know those crazy kids yeah we're probably as old if not older than me. probably some of them i mean they're old enough to write a smart musical about um 90s disney and uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're actually probably like right at my age because if they were making those like in in a college, uh, yeah, if they were in college yeah. in like late two thousands, yeah, so that would that would be like right around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, I watch I watch Firebringer. Some of those women are hot. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I know I know you you have felt this. Yeah, I mean I mentioned I think Meredith is pretty hot. Yeah, like she must work out or something. She's got no problem showing off those abs. Yeah. Anyway, that's that seems like a fine note to end on. We're just fucking pervs. Yep, yep. <laughs> and next time, uh, Lion King and whatever other, probably all of 1995's many movies. Yeah, at, at least through 1995. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to watch a goofy movie. Mm. I will. Um, I'm on vacation for half of this week, so I'll probably try to watch a bunch of those yay. this week. I'll probably do Lion King tomorrow, so we can do that at the same time, like time it like we did with the... Well, unless I'm off playing Magic, because I'll be playing Magic all afternoon and then watch... Oh yeah, actually, tomorrow, uh, I'm going to go play Magic at my local game store for the whole afternoon, and then we're going to go see TMNT Mutant Mayhem, so I'll have that for next time. I forgot that was a thing. That is out this weekend. This is the I first weekend. I hope you have fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's only 99 minutes, so it's, you know, an hour and 40 minutes. So a nice, quick watch. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually really nice that all these animated Disney movies are, like, 75 minutes or, mm. you know, within, like, 10 minutes of that time frame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it makes it really easy to get through a movie or two back-to-back. Um, yeah, it's not like having to watch an entire cartoon series like we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, remember Justice League? That was like 52 episodes we watched yeah. in two weeks, uh, which is a, a much larger time investment. And I've been I've been averaging four movies a, um, every two weeks 
which is not not bad. Mm. Um, if if I would have started at the right time, that would have been on pace. Mm. Um, but you know, circumstances. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you want a timeline, uh, I don't know what time will be done D and D. I was gonna say we could time Lion King for tonight, but either way. Yeah, I. I'll probably watch it tonight. I'll probably do it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it tomorrow, like late morning or early afternoon. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we planned that on recording. Yep. <laughs> yep. And the record. I will probably have watched it while recording the, or while editing this. So. Oh boy. <laughs> and by the time anyone listens to this episode, it will already have been watched and talked about on the chat. Yeah. So that's how time works. Alright, so anyway, uh, uh, back to our discussion. I do think Empire is the worst one. the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>